to the Joy Revolution podcast, where we are going to have deep chats about motherhood that will give you the insights, perspective shifts, and actionable tools to find ease in your day-to-day life so that you can gain back the energy and vitality you're missing and use it to create space for more joy. I'm Elizabeth Wallace, and I am here not to make motherhood easy. It's not but I am here to help you create more ease in your day-to-day life so you can close the gap between trying to match your experience of motherhood to a picture that looks good on paper or on Instagram and an experience of being a mom where your daily life feels good to you on your insides. Let's dig in. All right, I wanted to give you all a little bonus episode heading into, well, when I'm recording this is the Friday of July 4th weekend, because sometimes when there are holidays or days off, you and your partner can find a little bit of extra time together to chat, to connect, right? And it is no secret that relationships can, they don't always, but they can feel kind of funky after having kids. Of course they do. You have just introduced a whole other being into your home and everyone is learning to keep each other and themselves alive, right? And when you're figuring out how to survive, connection isn't the top priority, right? But then there comes a time when things level out. And if you're like, oh my God, they haven't leveled out, I promise things do level out. But what's tricky is by that point, often couples have settled into new habits, right, that they have formed when in survival mode. So maybe it's just talking to each other about logistics or planning, or maybe it's not really talking to one another at all because with the only energy that you have, you're used to scrolling on your phone or exercising, you know, by yourself or I don't know, whatever it is, but it's alone time, right? It can be really easy to pass like ships in the night. And connection can be hard, particularly when you're pouring all of your, mm, let's call it like your connection energy into reading and responding to your little one's needs, right? Because inherently, it is just true that connection takes energy. Engagement with other humans takes energy. And when you're in energy scarcity mode, as so many of us are through parenthood, it makes perfect sense that you get into the habit of whenever there is space or time, doing things that don't take energy that numb you out, like scrolling on your phone or um, reading a book or watching TV, right? And I am not knocking any of these things, truly. It's only when they become a habit where it's like, oh, I, I could be connecting with my partner and I want to be connecting with my partner, but I have gotten into the habit of doing things of energy scarcity mode and doing things that do not take my energy that, you know, we want to take a look at that. Or you get into the habit of doing things in your space and time that give you energy back, like napping, 
And of course, you know, elephant in the room is, "Mm, Elizabeth, I do not have any space and time, right? To which I say, then you look at what is your habit in the time of times of day when your child or children is asleep? Is your habit to be, you know, crossing other tasks off your list? Right? What is the habit that you have in the space and time that you have when you are not immediately needed for another little being's survival, <laughs> right? And one of the things that gets in the way of couples, partnerships, or even friendships, right? You could apply this to friendships as well. That gets in the way of connection and relationships with people when you are in all of the habits of parenthood is kind of not knowing how to restart them, like not know how to like kick them back on, not know exactly how to break the groove. And so you need something to kickstart a different way of being with one another, whether that's with your partner or whether that's with friendships, right? You need a different way of getting to know each other as you've evolved in your new roles individually and in a relationship with this person. So one of my absolute favorite ways to do this is through what my husband and I call life chats. where we basically ask each other questions that get our brains out of our normal groove. We have been doing this forever, like forever, forever, forever. We have always loved doing this. And so it was a really natural thing for us to fall back onto when we were trying to sort of claw ourselves out of the, the habits of new parenthood, which definitely, definitely put a strain on our relationship like a hundred percent and I will say and this is a topic for another episode but I will say that that was one of the things I was the most scared of when becoming a new mom in fact and again a topic for another episode my entire labor was filled with solely the feeling of grief over leaving my relationship as it stood with my partner behind so I was really scared of this sort of ships passing in the night dynamic or resentful dynamic, or any other of the stereotypical dynamics from occurring. And you know what? They did occur. And life chats are one of the ways that we really got ourselves back on track and sort of rekindled our relationship and knowing each other in in this new phase. So what I thought I would do today is to give you 10 of some of our favorite or most recent questions that we have asked each other on date nights or in car rides or sitting around the kitchen table on a Friday night. I thought I would offer them to you now ahead of a holiday weekend if you're listening upon first release because sometimes it is easier when you are out of a regular routine to pause and do something different like ask each other these questions. But if you're listening to this episode, not on the 4th of July weekend, right, this is a really beautiful tradition to start of asking each other questions like these on a Friday night or in a car ride when you're going to visit the grandparents or you're heading to swim lessons or whatever it is that you are spending hours and hours and hours in the car. (laughs) Where does that time go? This is something that you know, we always offer each uh, offer each other of like, hey, do you want to have a life chat? 
right? And so what I want to share with you today is these 10 questions to get you started in life chats with your partner, with your friends, if you're hanging out with your friends for the first time in a long time because you've been so immersed in new motherhood, right? you can use these questions. And these are also really good self-check-in questions. I actually use these questions to myself often. So you can use them in a multitude of ways. And here they are, 10 life chat questions that can help restart your relationship. Number one, what's one new thought you had today? This is a great question because we have 60,000 thoughts per day. 80% of them are recycled. But as the, though that might seem a little like, oh my God, that's like a lot of recycled thoughts. Again, another topic for another episode. You do have new thoughts. And so asking this question can be, A, like you learn something about one another. You learn something about yourself. And it's a reminder of like, I do have new thoughts every day. And if you don't feel like you had a new thought, then create one in the moment. I create one. Think of something new. You know, it could be as silly as purple polka dotted elephant with yellow ears. Like that's a thought I've never had, (laughs) right? That counts as a thought. But just to get your brain, A, noticing that your brain isn't just in the same groove all the time. And if it feels like it is, kind of giving it a little bit of a nudge to think creatively. Okay, so that's question one. Question two is what have you been stuck on this week? What has your mind been gnawing on all week? And this is a great one because one of the things that gets in the way of connecting with other people is when you're preoccupied. And as moms and as parents, we are constantly in problem-solving mode. And so when you're in problem-solving mode, it can be hard to shift to sharing and relating and connecting mode. And so this question allows you to sort of get up and out what it is that you've been really stuck on or your brain has been preoccupied with, almost to sort of park it of like, hey, I'm sharing this, I'm getting it up and out. And then it makes it a lot easier to have further conversation because you've acknowledged what it is that's on your mind. All right. Number three is tell me something you are crushing right now. This is a great one for if you have fallen into a groove with your partner of nitpicking, feeling resentful, anything like that, where you're constantly feeling like you or your partner are not doing enough, being enough, etc. What this does is help you think about what, like, let me take an internal check about what I think I'm doing really well at, and then let me celebrate that with my partner as well as then my partner sees that I am crushing some things, right? It's like, oh, right. You know, you are really good at things versus the groove our minds can get in of like, you're not doing enough. You never empty the dishwasher. Like, why don't you ever close the cabinets of the, close the doors of the cabinets, right? (laughs) So tell me something you are crushing right now is a great question. Number four is a fun one. What's your most embarrassing memory? And this one is, you know, it's silly, it's fun, it can get you both laughing together. And it's also nice sometimes to dip into the past, to dip into memories versus 
always being so future focused, um, logistic focused, planning focused, which is a huge place that our minds go in parenthood. Right? So it can feel nice to think about a different time in your life, almost like just like a little brain refresh. So what is your most embarrassing memory? We had a lot of fun talking about this one recently. The next question, number five, is what are you loving about our lives right now? It can be really easy, really easy to be always focusing on how do we want to improve? How do we want to make things better? What isn't working? And just highlighting for one another what you love about life right now can give you more access to good feelings like gratitude or excitement. It can also clue you into, hey, what do I want to be doing more of in my life right now because I'm loving it so much? Or what is my partner really enjoying right now? How can we do more of that? It's really a wonderful thing to check in on, like what's going well and how can I amplify that versus always fixating on what is not going well and what do I want to change? So that leads us to the sixth question, which is what are you most excited about right now? I I think that it can be really common for your conversations as new parents or parents in general to focus so much on the kids. And I might not know that my partner is really excited about something that's going on at work, or he might not know how jazzed I am and like peeing in my pants about the retreat I'm planning for my group program, which is true, by the way. (laughs) And the great thing about emotions is that they are contagious. So when you share your excitement with your partner, naturally, your partner is going to get excited and vice versa. And let's be honest, excitement feels good. <laughs> so this is a way to amp, to turn the dial up on excitement. The seventh question is, what has made you feel the most like yourself this week? And this is a great question because it forces you to think about, hey, have I done things for myself that have made me feel really like me? Let's reinforce what those things are and share them with my partner almost as though it's almost a form of accountability. It also kind of encourages you to reflect on what does make me feel like myself right now? What's making my partner feel like themselves right now? Number eight, this is a fun one. If hell was made up of little booths where you had to do something that pisses you off or annoys you over and over and over all day, every day for the rest of your, well, it's not your life because it's your death, right? What would it be? To, to give you an, an understanding of what this would look like, for me, it would be if I had to like stand in a little booth and open up infants Motrin bottles out of the plastic. That plastic is so hard to get open and I struggle with it every single time. It would be hell for me to do that over and over and over and over all day, every day. This one is actually sneaky helpful because it can help clue your partner into what pisses you off and causes undue angst and frustration that like maybe your partner could just simply take off your hands. Like now after having this conversation, my partner and I, he he opens the Motrin bottle for me. Right? So that I, I'm not like just getting wildly pissed off at simply having to, to unwrap this plastic. Right? 
So if hell was made up of little booths where you had to do something that pisses you off or annoys you over and over and over, what would it be? Okay, and these last two questions are fun. (laughs) They're fun because you deserve to just have fun conversations with one another, right? Like it doesn't always have to be so serious. And I feel like so much of parenthood feels very serious. (laughs) So question number nine is, what would you do if you won the lottery? This answer for me has, has changed at different times in my life. So it can be kind of an interesting check-in of what would I do if if I won the lottery? What would your partner do? What would your friend do if they won the lottery? And then the last one, number 10, is if you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you go and why? This is a really nice one because, you know, it kind of encourages you to dream a little bit. And I think one of the things that goes more by the wayside, and again, this is not this is not in every relationship, but one of the things that can go by the wayside is dreaming together. I know that my partner and I spent, I mean, <laughs> literally countless hours dreaming about our lives before we had our son. And then you're just kind of like in it, right? You're just so in it. And a question like this can just open you up a little bit and feel what it feels like to dream. And who knows? Who knows where that question might go? Maybe you end up being like, you know what? We really want to prioritize taking a trip together. I don't know. Or maybe it just feels freaking nice to dream together again. So the next time you find yourself with your partner in a car ride or sitting on the couch or maybe out to dinner... Try on one or a few of these questions and just notice how asking different types of questions and having life chats can rekindle or continue your connection with your partner, your friend, and again, with yourself. Feel free to take yourself on a walk and listen back to these questions and ask yourself these things and just notice Do you get any surprising answers? Where are you at with all these life chat questions? What might you learn about yourself and your partner from asking them? All right. I hope you enjoy these as much as my husband and I do and my friends and as much as I love asking them of myself because I truly think that a life well-lived, a life full of connection and engagement is due to not having good answers to things that come up in life, but in asking good questions. Thank you so much for listening. My hope is that with each of these podcasts, you will create a little bit more mental and emotional ease in your day-to-day life. Because those one-degree shifts, they add up. If you're looking for more, you can find me on my Instagram at ElizabethTheJoyCoach, or you can learn more about working with me personally at my website, www.ElizabethWallaceWellness.com. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening to make it easier for other moms to join the joy revolution.